Top Shelf Fantasy. All right, Shelfies. Uh, another division preview coming at you. You got the AFC East Division. Uh, it's late July, so we're trying try to get these out to you quick so we get to the fun and the mock drafts and the sleepers, buffs, all that stuff. But for right now, uh, stay with us on the divisions. Be good to get through those with training camp um, just starting this week. So podcast 253, July 25th, 2023. Again, com on the Twitter, Instagrams, and the Facebooks at me and Corey Dows today. Dows, how are we doing? Oh, we are doing well. We're doing better than a lot of NFL players and teams already, so that's that's great. Um, we're starting to see some people join teams, which is nice as well, for especially for our previews um, and what we have left, so we'll be able to get those guys factored in when we talk about the teams. Um, probably the biggest one is our first piece of news, uh, Saquon Barkley finally Oh, should I say crosses the picket line, so to speak? Um, he ends his holdout. He accepts a one-year, eleven million dollar deal with a two million dollar signing bonus. I, I think I texted you earlier. Just like it's interesting, it's very close to what the tag would have been. You know, it's not far off from it. Still one what year. Ten point one is the tag, yeah, or something right. like so that. Let's call it ten, and let's say he gets thirteen here, all in. So yeah, we're talking about three million bucks, but no long-term security. Um, I'm not really sure how it works if they could tag him again next year, probably. Um, since the NFL team, well, he never signed the, the tag, though, right? Right. So he didn't. He never got tagged. So it's his, so it's his first tag. First tag. They can sign yeah. him on. <laughs> so they have two more years of this with Saquon. Then, um, with running back numbers going down, that tag next year is probably nine. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like nine point five, nine point six. We'll see. Um, so it's very interesting to see him not lock up a long term deal. Uh, we'll see how the season goes, see how much they use him, see how much he agrees to be used. Uh, this well, is a guy. I he's mean, got we... incentives, too. I think he's like over 1,300 rushing yards. He gets a huge kick, too. So, okay, you know, he's going to try to get that. But you, that's just well, I thought it was up to 11 million, like including if he hits all of his incentives. I could have read it wrong. Oh, and I mean, I I don't know. Either way. But, I, I, well, the, I, I guess right. it. I guess it does matter, though, in that case, because my, my next comment was going to be it'll be interesting after the results of that running back Zoom meeting. If he says, OK, cool, 11 mil, like, all right, I'm hurt, though. So I'll see you. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, I, I can't like, walk. Yeah. I, you have a, a cramp. <laughs> yeah, right. Or e- even worse for the team, if you want him to be like a real jerk about it, is to go out and play one snap every week. And uh, then, you know, something flares up. Oh, I can't make it. Can't can't get up back out there. Down play yeah. with 52 men. Um, I just picture that Zoom meeting just being like, "All right, guys, like no matter what they offer you, like if it's like a million over the tag or if it's like eleven and twelve, just say no. Let's let's all say no." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, let's all say no." It's like the same thing with like you like boycotting a person in your dynasty league. And, yeah, yeah, and no one do it. No one do it again to drop players. Oh yeah, yeah, no one do it. Day later, I do it. I'm like, ah, whatever. It's like that's what he's yeah. doing. He's like. I still got to get paid this year. Like it's either that or zero. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, this is this is a great idea. We'll do the Zoom meeting. We'll, we'll all like you know stomp our feet. But okay, yeah, eleven million. I'm just going to take it because it's eleven million dollars. Like even for Saquon, I mean, he's he's getting paid a little bit in his career, but eleven million dollars, eleven million dollars. I mean, mm-hmm. it's tough to turn that down for anybody. Um, and just 
it's funny just a million dollars more than the tag yeah sure i'll do it our next guy we're going to talk about is uh justin herbert got paid the bag five years 262.5 i just had to add the 0.5 in there 52 and a half a year million dollars i think he gets paid like 100 million in 2025 or something with the right i i don't know what the the actual guarantee is I just saw but it heavily in, guaranteed. Heavily so. guaranteed. So you guys think like whatever Watson was guaranteed, it's got to be right around yeah. there. I think people start to to put the mark as that, like, hey, you know, this guy got it. But it's insane. Like a couple years ago, um, it was Derek Carr who was the highest paid in the NFL at twenty five mil a year. It, it, it's gone over more than double that. It's just absolutely insane. And I mean, you're also seeing running backs go down because they got to save everything they can to sign these quarterbacks long-term. Which is really, like, you you see that happening now so often. The quarterback takes such a huge salary. The running backs, you know, there's less money to go around, so you pay them less. Wide receivers are making more money than they've ever, ever made as well. Like, you would just love to see your teammates give some ground. Like, at what point do the running backs, like Austin Eckler specifically, say, hey, uh, Herbert, bud, my, my, my friend, like, you're making 52 a year. I'm scraping for eight or six. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. You're going to throw me the ball. I'm going to get smoked a lot more often than you are. Could we, you know, could you, could you maybe take 35 and I can get up to like 13 just for a year? Like, the, like three, yeah, one year, nine for two. And hey, and the I'm, way I'm... you saw, you know, you saw Tom Brady do it for the Patriots. And he's just the example that springs to mind as a Pats fan. But like, Teams that win a lot usually have players that take a discount to make it happen. You see the Bengals doing it right now across the board, seeming like everybody's willing to give a little bit to keep their team together. And I think that that's going to lead to some some long success, you know, over time and a continued success. You know, you don't always have a guy like Pat Mahomes where, yes, it makes sense to pay him $50 million a year or more. Yeah, um, he can do it with anyone. Because he can do it with anyone, right. Uh, a lot, I would say the vast majority of players need help around them yeah and you're paying this guy this much money you should probably pay the guy that's the best run blocker in the nfl right yeah oops i missed the block justin my bad yeah like he puts his body out there every single game to protect him give like he's essentially a big blocker too like he's a water saver rb blocker (laughs) combined he's getting paid six million dollars six million dollars like if i'm if i'm austin eckler i'm pulling an absolute diva move and i'm not blocking anyone like it's not my contract. I don't get play, paid like an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. They get paid more than me. I'm not catching any well, like, balls. I don't get yeah. paid like a wide receiver. They're like they'll, they'll, they'll ask me to run it. Good. I'll go ahead and run the ball. That's all I'm doing. Like a Debo S kind of thing. Yeah. And even that I'm getting <laughs> to the sideline. I'm going out mm-hmm. <laughs> like, sorry, like if you're not going to pay me. I'm not going to play for you. That's yeah. it's really just the way it should. It should be. But it, you know, the teams have so much power that in, We'll see if there's a shift. I, I don't know how, with the glut of running back talent you have in the NFL, how they can move the needle, but we'll see. Yep. Uh, and then two other signings for some ancient guys. Um, one more older than the other one. Jimmy Graham is back with the Saints. Uh, me and Dallas thought this was a joke, some kind of like gif on Twitter. Nope. Yeah. He's back there. Um, don't pick him up in Dynasty or anything, but... Um, I don't know why. I don't know how. I mean, he's now behind Juwan Johnson, Taysom Hill, Boston Moreau, and probably someone else. Yeah, I, I just 
And it, I mean, you consider it, even Jimmy Graham like, yeah. right? Yeah, if he makes the team. I mean, he's never been a good blocker either, which is like there are older guys at tight end that stick around like Mercedes Lewis. Like, okay, I get it. He's a fantastic blocker. He can do that forever and ever and ever. He's essentially a, a, an athletic offensive lineman. Jimmy Graham's been a dynamic wide receiver type, you know, slot tight end for his whole career. So uh, it's a weird signing. But from what we do know is Derek Carr likes to throw to tight ends. So, yeah, don't think maybe we'll see it, what happens. it's probably one of those like coach player things. Can't bring him as a coach yet, but um, mentor the young guys there. Uh, <laughs> Melvin Gordon signs with the Ravens. Um, this is interesting because. Dobbins is on the pup and uh, also a person that's frustrated with the, with the contracts and he might hold out. So they're saying, Hey, look, like we can sign this guy here and I mean, not replace you, but if you're going to, you know, not be ready for camp, you're going to threaten to hold out. Here's this one guy. And there's also a bunch of guys out there like hunt and Fortnite that we can get just, just to show you, that yep. we can do this and we will do this. Yeah. And and I feel like Melvin Gordon was linked to the Ravens, even as far as last year when he was looking for a team before he ended up with the chiefs. So I think even at that time we said the fit makes sense for what he mm-hmm. is and what he can do. Um, JK Dobbins being on the pup, I take with, you know, a grain of salt, so to speak, just because it's preseason, but still it, we've seen him look a little hobbled in, in the very recent past. So um, I think this is, not only what you said is a move to ensure the plan for if there is an issue with Dobbins, whether that's contract or physical related. Um, but on top of that, it's the Ravens. We see them have probably the most running back injuries in the NFL year over year over year. So it's going to be JK Dobbins, Melvin Gordon, uh, Gus Edwards, uh, whoever else they might still have there from last year, you know, any number uh, who's the rookie that they had, whatever, it doesn't matter, but Tyler Beatty. Boom. Um, Broncos now. Yeah. So, but whoever's going to be the new guy, like there's going to be six of them. They're probably all going to get touches. It's going to be super frustrating. And Melvin Gordon, I mean, in this landing spot, if you're looking fantasy value, I'm not thinking he has very much. I don't even think I would consider him a handcuff uh, for JK Dobbins. I think that's still Gus Edwards. If you really want to buy a whole backfield, if you're in a deep dynasty league with a ton of bench spots, sure. Um, <laughs> go ahead and pick him up. He is on the team. So that I guess that would be, your philosophy, but I would, I would not consider him uh, of any value at this point. Agreed. All right, let's get into the meat and potatoes Uh, division previews, AFC East got the jets, the Patriots, uh, the Dolphins. Sorry. I just blocked out and Buffalo Bills. (laughs) Um, I was like, this is, this is our hometown division, man. (laughs) I get sad when I'm talking about the path to the bottom now. Yeah. Or one of the bottoms. Yeah. Um, all right, so like our other previews, we'll start with the worst team from last year. That way we can finish with the Bills. Uh, yeah. New York Jets, 7-10 and 10 record. Uh, not a horrible record for what I saw last year from them with the quarterback play. <laughs> um, yeah. Surprising seven wins, but, um, you know, you end the season with that. You can't be too mad about it with Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco. Uh double teaming the uh quarterback room but um biggest news I, I don't even want to talk about zach wilson uh they don't believe in him rightfully so so they go out and they trade for aaron Rodgers. so aaron Rodgers comes in um one of the best quarterbacks i've had in a very very long time 
um, two-time MVP two two of the last three years. Quarterback 13 last year in fantasy, which is kind of surprising because he had no 20-point games. Shows you how consistent he was at the 18, 19-point range. But he's going to a team with the likes of Garrett Wilson, his old teammate, Alan Lazard, um, Corey Davis, just a way better offense than the last year when he was throwing just pretty much Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs. So I think Aaron Rodgers makes his team a lot better. Unfortunately, we're Patriots fans, so it doesn't help us. Again, they're the Jets, so anything can happen. Uh, They just kind of fail throughout um, their lifetime. But Aaron Rodgers (laughs) is, is the biggest upgrade they've had in a very, very long time. Yeah, I think you have to say Aaron Rodgers might be the best quarterback in the history of the New York Jets organization. Um, I mean, certainly at least as far back as the modern type NFL goes. I mean, you want to talk about like Joe Namath, like, okay, we'll have a conversation, but it's completely different league. I don't even know that you can compare the two. Um, But if you take him back just to like your Mark Sanchez, when he was playing well, your Chad Pennington's, I think Aaron Rodgers, what he is, blows them completely out of the water. And they managed to win games back then. So um, we'll see. And, and I think we've talked about it a few times recently, but the Jets defense last year was elite and they did not lose a lot of pieces um, at all. You know, they were on the field a lot and their stats are a little bit uh, impacted by that. But the Jets are a fantastic defensive team. If you can play anything close to that and you have Aaron Rodgers getting on the field instead of Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, Mike White, Chris Strievler, like this is a, a massive step in the right direction. Um you know, so good to see the Jets finally make a move. They certainly paid for it to make it happen. All of that being said, you have Brees all coming back off the injury, uh, you know, fantastic showing in his, the early part of his rookie season and then a catastrophic knee injury ended that shortly. So the running back position is still kind of up in the air. I think we've been told to expect Brees ready to start the season, but whether that happens, what capacity he's back at remains to be seen. So if you're going to see a mix of Michael Carter, Zonovan Knight, who knows who else? Ty Johnson, I believe, is still there. Um, He's actually gone, so I was kind of surprised. Oh, there we go. Well, now, <laughs> now they're going to suck. Yeah, but, now they're going to sign yeah. someone. Yeah. Yeah. So um, all these guys, right, you're you're kind of like maybe one steps forward, maybe Son of a Knight plays as well as he did last year. Maybe Michael Carter catches a pass and he looks fine. Maybe maybe it's a, a complete non-issue, but I think the Brees Hall thing is going to have a significant impact, and I know people don't like to hear that with the way the running back position is trending right now, but – being able to run the ball with Brees Hall behind the monster offensive line they've built, if they can keep everybody healthy. Um, I think Makai Becton is actually already hurt. He's <laughs> just constantly hurt. But um, if they can stay healthy, I mean, it's a huge if, but if they can, this is a, a shaping up on paper to be a good team. You know, the on paper argument doesn't always work out, but uh, it could, could very well see the Jets not finish in the basement of the AFC East. Which should be the Patriots spot. But uh I mean like you I was just said, gonna say which leads us into our next yeah. game. <laughs> no, um that Jets defense w- was great last season, top five, um, almost in every category there. Offense was lacking, but again, Aaron Rodgers gets him to middle of the pack, you know, rank fifteen instead of rank twenty five. Like that's a huge difference to keep that same defense. You are uh you're cooking, so yeah, and I would say that's even like their floor essentially is, you know, a 15, uh, 15th ranked offense with the talent they have. Yep. Again, yeah. bearing that all, everybody stays healthy and, and whatnot. Right. But right. if Rodgers plays a full a full slate, I'd expect them flirting with, you know, top 12 teams. Yep. 
Uh, vacated targets, 147. I just had to add that again because um, Mims is, is gone. So yeah. I'd add oh, that. That's um, where the 147 comes from because he was so used. Yeah, 25, 25 surprising <laughs> targets, though. Uh, vacated target, uh, rushing attempts, 73. Um, most of that came from Ty Johnson, I assume, and James Robinson. But uh, it's going to be most of the same, like Dow said, with uh, Brees Hall there. Yeah, the 147 um, targets is big, though, for the guys they brought in. You know, if it's going to be a mix of Nicole Hardman, Randall Cobb, well, uh, it's Randall Cobb, but Alan Lazard, and then maybe an expanded role for their existing guys like Garrett Wilson. I, I mean, he saw a lot of targets as it, as it was, but Aaron Rodgers probably gives you additional offensive plays as well. So a, a lot less three and outs. You can look at not only these targets, but an expanded offensive production overall which then makes 147 maybe feel like 180 something. Yeah, I was, was going to say that going from Zach Wilson, Mike White to Aaron Rodgers, you're going to have a lot more opportunities a game. So definitely right. Like that's probably close to two, 200 instead. All right. Bringing us to our next team. Um, Dows, you can take it. Oh, yeah. The New England Patriots, a uh, glorious eight and nine record last year, which I think is right about where most realistic Pats fans had them pegged. Um, defense was halfway decent, uh, middle of the pack ranked. Well, I guess top half of the league, top top quarter of the league. But uh, offense certainly struggled. If you watched any Patriots games, you saw that far and away. It was the biggest flaw with the team. And if you are a Pats fan that follows the team at all, you knew that was going to be the issue as soon as we had Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator uh this year hope is renewed in new england once again hope springs eternal uh bill o'brien comes on back from college to reunite with bill belichick uh we'll see what he can do he's familiar with mac jones's play style he coached him in college he has apparently stayed in touch with him over the years and he seemed happy to you know rejoin him in the nfl as well so if you're maybe a glasses half full kind of guy, you're looking for an improvement from Mac Jones, uh, much better than the 14 touchdown to 11 interception ratio he gave you last year, his 52% completion percentage and sub 3000 passing yards. That's just not what you uh, ever hope to have seen out of the Patriots drafted quarterback. So um, I guess fingers crossed. I don't know that he has the weapons around him to do it. The Patriots have been linked to seemingly everybody this offseason and have really brought very little home. Uh, they were, however, able to extend and increase the payment for Devontae Parker. Uh, so that's a funny one. There are now rumors that Cortland Sutton is in the mix, but it seems like Patriot rumors for wide receivers are a dime a dozen. This could just be another DeAndre Hopkins or in the past Larry Fitzgerald type of rumor. Um, I guess we'll just continue to bide time and see what happens, but probably the one uh, most exciting piece for this, for this offense is Ramondre Stevenson coming back in 2022, 2023, or in the 2022 season, he was probably the highlight of the team. And I think we anticipate that being the case yet again, uh, Damian Harris has moved on to Buffalo and greener pastures there. He seemed to be on the way out the entirety of last season. Anyways, uh, Ramondre really stepped up and, and showed that he has what it takes to be a three down back in the NFL. There's going to be a little bit of competition for that full three down role, no matter who ends up joining the team from, from here on, you know, to the start of week one. But um, if I'm a fantasy player, which as you may know, I am I'm targeting uh, Ramondre and in, in, in most, if not all formats. 
and every single league. If it's dynasty, I'd be happy to have them. If it's redraft, I'm happy to have them. And I'm probably going for him early and often because of what he can do in both the running game and the passing attack. Yeah. I mean, he put up a fantastic season. Um, as of right now, Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris would likely to to fight for that, you know, backup handcuff role to Stevenson. We do expect them to bring someone in. They worked out some guys the last couple of weeks. They said there are no rush assigning one that like who they have, but it's we still have time. So uh keep an eye on that. Uh what wide receivers though? Um we did get rid of um John U. Smith, Nelson Aguilar, both good guys to get rid of. Jacoby Myers, that one does hurt. Um, awesome story with him. You you wanted to see him stay with the Pats, just so a, a player like that coming in to the NFL, undrafted, work your ass off, you know, for this team and resign him. Like you signed Juju for the same amount of money that Myers got. Just keep Myers. It's 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 good for your organization. But I don't want to get down that road. Um. It is serious, though. I mean, it builds good like rapport with the, the rest of the league, too. Like, oh, if you come into this team on draft and you play well, we will pay you. Yeah, you don't have now that. it's like, I'm on this team. It's like, I'm going to demand a trade. Yeah. Because they don't keep their guys, even though they've overproduced. But um, so as of r- right now, um, like you said, Dante Parker signed a small extension. He's still there. Jacqueline Thornton hopefully takes a step up his second year. Kendrick Bourne, one of our favorites. Um Probably on the way out, unfortunately. We do bring yeah. in G- Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, I think that's a good signing. With We haven't done much of anything, so it's good to have at least someone that has a past of playing extremely well. Uh, J- Jalen Hurd, we signed the other day. Um, Dynasty Darling a couple years ago. I don't even know if he played a snap in the NFL yet. He's been so injury-prone, no, which is too bad. Uh, early third-round pick. I was talking to... Dicky about that today, actually. And then we draft Keyshawn Boudier um, and Mario Douglas. Don't even know if uh, Keyshawn will make the team. Uh, sounds yeah. like he's he's picking right back off from his uh, senior year and just not producing. Slacking off, gaining weight. And I, I was going to say, I think Kendrick Bourne's position on the team might be directly tied to Keyshawn Boot, Booty showing up doing anything. Like yeah. if he shows one game where he looks like he can play, they might take a chance on the younger guy. Um, if not, Bourne might stick around. I mean, Bourne even could latch on as a special teamer, but we're already paying so much money for dedicated special teamers. It'd yeah. be tricky to ask him to make yeah. that move. In a, in the NFL, that doesn't really use special, special teams anymore. Um, Honestly. And then one of the biggest ones um, is Mike Kaseki. He will join the tight end room um, with Hunter Henry. You, It's Bill O'Brien. You should expect a lot more to tight end set, especially with a lack of... Um, receivers we do have so i think they're both in plays and just last round dart throw in redrafts um but don't go too crazy over them yeah so ironically um uh, i always send that Devonte parker lease separation in the nfl for three straight years at the wide receiver position 127th out of 127 <laughs> um and then when i was looking at separation stats recently i found mike gesicki is the lowest separation at the tight end position for the last two years that's bad <laughs> So that's tough. Um, but I mean, hopefully he was this, good his rookie yeah. year too. But I think pe- people think he's a freak athlete. And he he's he's not. He's just yeah, he's, he's, he's just not. 
Yeah, he's not. He's big and he's like, you know, he, decently fast, but he's not like even top of he's the not athletic. Like, yeah. yeah, it's not even. Yeah, he, he's not. He's not like a go get it guy either. I've never really seen him make like a sweet jumping catch. He's kind of like a, a Hunter Henry. <laughs> like, yeah. So we're going to be again once more relying on the scheme to get these guys open. And yeah. uh, last year we didn't have a scheme, so that hurt. But uh, maybe this year Bill O'Brien can make it happen. Yep. Uh, vacated targets 214. We talked about the wide receivers there and coming in, so a lot to go around and vacated rushing attempts 109. Um, so you know, you see Pierre Strong probably get some more if we don't sign anyone else. Yeah, and Kevin um, Harris had the fumbling issue last year in his brief usage, so I think it was him at least. And so Pierre Strong's probably separated himself just based on that. Um, yep. But who knows? I, they've still Dude, ten so guys ten yards around. a carry. Pierre Strong, yeah, curious ten oh. carries. I think one was like a sixty yard run, but hey. ten hey. yards a carry, it still adds counts. up, baby. All right, uh, going into our third team, Miami Dolphins with a nine and eight record. Uh, they took a took a massive step up um, from the previous year. Tua playing absolute lights out to start the season. Um, even close to being talked about, you know. MVP of the NFL. I mean, d- definitely MVP of fantasy, a top three or five at that point. Um, but he got hurt, and we saw him get hurt extremely badly with his concussions, and then forced to pl- not forced to play, put him back in, and it was one hit. I think we were all watching, like, dude. I don't like. Is this the first time we're going to see someone die in the field? And this is before tomorrow. Hamlin, yeah, by the, the way, <laughs> at, yeah. at the time, or is this dude like this guy can't step on the field ever again? Like, yeah, and and like concussion or neck or back or a combination of the three, like those are the three worst things you can really hurt. And he managed to hurt them all like at the same time in the same season. And even when he was having like concussion symptoms where he's falling over with no equilibrium on the field, he's blaming his like neck or back injury. So. I don't, I don't love that. Um, I don't love the long-term prospects of it. I don't love seeing him on a football field just uh, prepared for the slaughter. So hopefully they can figure out a way to shift some protection and get him some help. Um, I don't know who on this team is going to do it for him. It's not Mostert. It's maybe Jeff Wilson. It's definitely not five foot two Devon Ashan. Um, so whoever's going to hang around in the backfield needs to be a little bit more helpful for him. Chip somebody on the way out, but yeah, it could be uh, Delvin cook. Like that's a could be Delvin. Cook if you could go ahead and sign the guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, from, like you said, he was, he was probably a league winner. If you can consider somebody such a thing, the, the first six weeks of the season, right? If you play in a two QB league and you drafted him as your second QB, you probably won the first, I don't know, four or five games that you played with him mm-hmm. until he got hurt, which I think was week six. So, um, I don't know. I, I can't say much else than than let's wait and see what happens with him. I think he did enough last year in the small amount of time he was on the field to still be drafted higher than he was last year, even with the injury concerns. If you're talking about redraft, yep. Um, you know, it, it's to me redraft, and I think it, it might be a, a function of how many dynasty leagues I'm now playing. But redraft is almost like like my full high risk, high reward leagues. Like I'll take a flyer on a guy like Tua now because I'm kind of like, yeah, if I win, I win. If I don't, whatever. It's I'll just pick another team next year. Like not the end of the world. Right. But um, I don't know. He he's got the offense to do it, right? He's got Tyreek Hill. He's got Jalen Waddle, and really between the two of them is all you need to have an electric offense. Yeah, I was trying to think of other 
receivers. They don't really need they signed the dude too from, much else, uh, but uh, Dallas, the uh, no, not Noah Brown. Um, well, they do have chosen Tr- Anderson. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, and Braxton Berrios, but um. Other than that, I can't like, think of the kind of sign from from Dallas though. It's not no, it? it's not Noah uh, Brown. He's Cedric, not Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson. Do they have him? Oh, they, yes. they, they had him last year. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So he's still on the. Oh yeah, he's still on the team. Okay. They're, they're, you're right. You're yep. right. Yep. All right. So, um, again, you don't need too much, but you know, add a chosen Anderson, a guy that can stretch the field, um, with two other guys like Waddle and Hill can stretch the field. That's <laughs> yeah. a dangerous combination. And then the fa- some of the fastest running backs in the NFL, Jeff Wilson, Mostart. The rookie, um, Devon Ashan, three of the fastest people. It's pre- it's pretty much a track team. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to keep up with all these guys again. Got to find s- someone to help block to keep him. Even healthy, uh, but... even Elijah Higgins, the kid they drafted, was a wide receiver in college and is transitioning to tight end. So they're gonna have a fast tight end too. Right, and he <laughs> could get some fantasy value here with Gasecki out. They'd really only, um. I think Smythe is, is probably the only one that stayed. That you know they brought in T- Tyler Croft and um, I mean, good old Durham Smythe and T- Tyler Laura Croft. So um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, a role to be taken by any any tight end really in the league. I mean, if I'm Jimmy Graham, I probably would have signed here instead of uh, the Saints, but <laughs> I'm not his agent. So no, you're not his agent, idiot. <laughs> Um, and, and I knew I could have been an agent. Yeah. Before we um move on, um, I think it it was a very good job to bring in a guy like Mike White, um, from the Jets. You know, he goes to a team. I mean, we we've seen Mike White play. It's been a hit or miss, but the, there's some games where you're like, all right, why isn't this guy starting over Zach Wilson last year? You bring a guy in like this that I think fits a Mike McDaniel offense and a two goes down you do have a guy there that's that's gonna be able to step up they went out and signed them almost right away in the offseason so um i think it's it's better for your tyreeks your waddles if you're worried about you know don't drop these guys because two is injury prone sure he is but mike white is able will be able to at least get the job done if he is out so yeah, yeah. If Tua goes down, I'm happy to go pick up Mike White that week and you know play him for the the 16 points he might get you. You know, just as as a fail safe if you don't have another backup. You know, maybe if you have Tua, you should carry two two quarterbacks. But um, on the uh, not even on the flip side, but they also cut Teddy Bridgewater, so Mike White like makes a perfect mm-hmm. uh, a fit or a replacement for him, especially seeing that Skylar Thompson cannot play quarterback at the NFL level, at least not yet. So, um, yeah, Mike White, fantastic addition for them. I mean, Mike McDaniel, since joining the the Dolphins, has made all the right moves. You can't fault him, fault him for anything. That's correct. All right, our last team, Dallas, you can start with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills, the Orchard Park Beauties. They went 13-3 and last year, dominated, really, I'd say, the AFC East. I mean, they had their way with most of the teams here. Um honestly they'll be probably top of the table again if i had to if i had to guess not a lot of moving pieces um they keep josh allen obviously in place stefan diggs is probably one person we should talk about given his uh open stance about how unhappy he is with 
I think it's mostly the play calling towards the end of the season last year, because it certainly can't be his role in the offense. I mean, that's large enough. He is a focal point of so many plays. Um, I think he was just a little upset. Maybe he's a bad loser. I can't, can't fault him for that. You know, guys competitive, but carrying it over to this year with, um, you know, continuing to kind of chirp about it is concerning. I don't think he holds out. I don't think he sort of shouldn't say holds up, but I don't think he sits out. I don't think he misses any time or any snaps. So I'm not particularly worried about it. Um, that being said, it's definitely something to monitor. I don't think it affects his value in redraft leagues. Maybe it would affect it in, um, in dynasty, but he had 154 targets last year. So I'm not really in a, in a rush to make any monumental moves regarding Stefan Diggs. Um, you've also got guys like Gabe Davis still around Khalil Shakir. You're hoping grows into a, a larger role. If you drafted him, he looked good in flashes this year, but, uh, who knows what he, what he grows into. Um, they're still bringing back Dawson Knox, but they lost a significant number of players. And this happens to teams like the bills all the time. Once you have all the success, these guys want to get paid. And you can't afford to keep all your guys. So Devin Singletary, gone. Zach Moss, gone. Isaiah McKenzie, gone. Duke Johnson, Jameis Crowder, Isaiah Hodgins, Cole Beasley, and a couple other randos. But one other big one that's gone that's not on this list because he's not a fantasy-relevant player is Tremaine Edmonds. And he's probably going to have a massive impact on the defense as he was the anchor in the middle calling every play. Um, Something to think about because this was your top-ranked defense last year in both fantasy production. If you're a league that still uses um, defenses and fantasy, they're up there forcing a lot of turnovers. If you're just talking about game flow in general, and you're worried about the NFL impact, then yeah, it's going to have a huge impact on the NFL side of, of things as well, which then could, I don't know, create more shootouts for Josh Allen. I guess you could make that argument. And <laughs> the last thing Josh Allen needs is, uh, you know, any reason to throw the ball more. So um, yeah, Josh Allen, probably continues to be top three quarterbacks in the league. Mahomes is probably in that same conversation. And then the third guy might be a revolving door of, of four other guys that you could name pretty easily. Uh, but I think Allen and Mahomes are your top two dogs, like almost guaranteed to be in that conversation, barring any injury. Yeah. I mean, look at their offensive rank fourth in the NFL, 22nd offensive of touches. They didn't need a lot of touches because you got those huge downfield dimes they gave D- Davis and stuff like yeah Davis so f- I mean Diggs makes his fair share of them you saw uh Josh Allen will take off for you know 60 yard gain on the ground when he feels like it it's it's an electric offense for what they've created created over there um one other point Naheem Hines is done for the year already uh he got hit by a jet ski which is kind of bizarre but yeah he, I, I uh, didn't add that to the vacated target list because it was kind of like so random like he yeah. doesn't cut or anything but yeah um that that is huge that i, I mean n- none that he, he was really getting much of any work um the actual offense but god what he was doing with special teams was insane just yeah i was I the at Pats that game last year at twice. that game it was brutal i was you know you know me i'm not a calm guy i was losing my mind somebody tackle him what are you doing uh that, that was crazy but i mean for the special teams that that does suck. Um, again, I don't think he would gonna have any fantasy relevance, anyways. Yeah, I think with the other guys they've brought in at running back, uh, Damian Harris and Latavius Murray, they were gonna do the lion's share of the work to replace 
the Devin Singletary and Zach Moss uh, exits, as is the probably evolution of James Cook. Um, I, th- I think you see an expanded role for him this year. I think he showed that he has a lot of upside, uh, good receiving work, good blocker, good runner of the ball, not great at anything yet, but probably getting there. Uh, Damian Harris is a person I would handcuff to James Cook. Latavius Murray is probably going to be a thorn in everybody's side and vulturing <laughs> a ton of touchdowns, but I don't know that I would roster him in any format until one of those guys gets hurt. Cause I, yeah, I don't think you can he, start him even as a flex play and just praying for touchdowns. No, every week. He, he's a guy week 12 comes and who, who, like if he's on the bills at that point, fine. If not, he's on a different team taking touches away from someone. Yeah. He always has, he always will. Um, there, there's going to be a wide receiver that steps up this year. Um, besides Diggs, besides Davis, I'm not, I'm not a huge Davis guy as it is. But you know, if it's Khalil Shakir, I know Dante Hardy is a sneaky one as well. He could take that slot role coming over from the Saints. Um, I'm not going out to really grab these guys, you know, right away. So, um, uh, just keep these guys in mind. See what happens in training camp. We'll probably get a better feel in, in a couple weeks. And then t- tight end Dalton. Kincaid is a exciting prospect to watch. Uh, I think people are very excited about him. I am as well. Redraft not. He's a rookie tight end. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Dynasty prospect for sure. Redraft and whatever. He's, he's still going to be limited by Dawson he, Knox's existence. Yeah. I mean, Dawson Knox, he still exists. He's still going to get his share, not all of it, but you know, he's going to get a 60. Probably 60 targets a game, especially with 156 vacated targets there. So Knox managed to put up six TDs on 65 targets. That's like kind of crazy. Well, you get those games where it's like three catches yeah. with three touchdowns. Yeah, that's yep. that, that that helps. Um, yeah, so that's that's where you have it, Dows. Uh, I'll ask you first. I'll ask myself for first or I mean second. I'll try that again. Um, I'm gonna ask who, us both first. Who finishes first, and then I guess you can go first, second, third, fourth. I think it ends up being Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Patriots, and I, I hate to do that yeah. um, as a Pats guy, but I'm very, I don't know, worried about this season from a Patriots fan perspective. That being said, I'm not. I don't want to act like I'm super scared of playing the Jets head-to-head, Patriots versus Jets, because I feel like Bills always had a plan for Rodgers that seemingly always worked Mm -hmm. well enough to get a win. I just think Aaron Rodgers is going to feast on the other teams that we're all going to play. You know, I don't know which division the Patriots play this year off the top of my head, but uh, or who the AFC East plays, I should say. But I just think Aaron Rodgers feasts on a lot of teams in the league, and I think he's going to do that and and pick up a lot of wins, maybe not even in the division, but he goes outside of the division. I think he'll have a, a field day, which is going to catapult them. Probably almost the inverse of what we had last year, right? The Pats were eight and nine. Dolph, I mean, Jets were seven and 10. Probably just flip those. Yeah, uh, I'm on par with you. Um, again, it wouldn't surprise me if they do finish up above the Jets, but I can't sit here and be like, yeah, they're going to be sneaky, and th- this is why. I don't know why. Could could yeah. Dick Mountain scheme in a way that works? Of course, but I'm not going to be like, "Yep, calling it now." Told you guys, idiots. Yeah, if the Patriots sure, great. If like, not, 
if they break into double digit wins, I will call it a, a happy accident or a happy surprise. Um, I don't, I don't see it happening though. No offense. And Bill, we trust. All right. Um, so that will do it for the AFC East division. We'll get you the AFC South coming up. Some more news. So, um, Stick with us for me and Dows. Stay fluid, stay loose. Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.